Friends, what follows is not for the faint of heart. We bring you tales of the paranormal, human wickedness, the curious, and the bizarre. Please, if you continue, proceed with caution and an open mind. We are the Queen City Creeps. Hello and welcome to Queen City Creeps, your new favorite podcast for all things true crime, paranormal, and just a little bit weird. Hey guys, how long are we going to say new? Uh, you know, until the shine wears off of it, I feel like. You know, I talked to you about this a while ago. <laughs> like, a month ago at least. Like 16 new episodes ago. Yeah. yeah, and I was like, hey, how long are we gonna do this? Hmm. It's not really new anymore. Well. <laughs> but it could be new to somebody. It could be new to you, dear listener, who this is your first time listening, and if that's the case, there are two episodes that precede this one. You probably shouldn't start on the one that says part three. Just saying. Yeah, stupid. Stupid. (laughs) That's how parts work. Okay, so here's the deal. The past two episodes, we have talked about the shysty motherfuckers known as the Warrens. We have slightly jaded views, and we're really sorry if you don't. The first episode was all about their background and, you know, how Hollywood found them to be super interesting. And then Jennifer and I last week talked about the... Infield Poltergeist, and also the true story of Annabelle, who, as it turns out, was not nearly as creepy as you think she probably was. And today, to round out our stories, Shelby will be telling us one that they've not made into a movie yet. And I'm kind of disappointed. You know, I am too. And and for no other, if for no other reason than the fact that this one almost seems like the hardest one to disprove. Yeah. It, there's there's so much to it, but I couldn't find anything to really counteract it. There, I didn't see anything of any sort that was disparaging the Warrens about the way they handled this case or anything like that. Whereas with everything else, we kind of have these people that are like, yeah, so we, we bent some spoons and... Uh, <laughs> And that's Jumped not how, on some beds. Yeah. And, yeah uh, there's, there's, that's not how any of this shit went down. Like this one, I couldn't find anything that said, no, this isn't exactly how this happened. Huh. And I don't know if that's because the people involved were, with it were already dead whenever the Warrens started kind of losing credibility or what the case was. I'm not mm-hmm. really certain. That might be why they're not making a, a movie out of this one because they didn't want the backlash off of this, too. I yeah. have no idea, honestly. But Or maybe okay. it's in the works. It could be, yeah. There's Who a knows? whole Warren anthology, you guys, and exactly. I'm super excited. New from Universal Studios. Bill <laughs> Ramsey, the Warren's werewolf. Ooh. Ooh la la, conjuring three under the blood moon. <laughs> I think they are coming out with a conjuring three, but Son I don't know what it's bitch, about. I bet they are. <laughs> they are. Greedy piece of I shit. heard talk. <laughs> you know people. Yeah, I do. <laughs> or have they already done it? Get, I don't know. They're just waiting for The Conjuring 2 to die out, I feel like. Maybe. Well, you can't find it on HBO. I looked. <laughs> well, that's good to know. Or Netflix. All right. Well, let's jump off with our uh, with our icebreaker here. So okay. what, have you ever been in a situation, I know we all have, where anger takes over and you see red and maybe you don't 100% know or realize at the time what you're doing or how you're acting? Hmm. So... Oh. oh my god. Conjuring 3 is about Bill Ramsey. No, it's it not. is! It is! I just looked it up! <laughs> Are you shitting me? It fucking is! 
is. It says, Ed and Lorraine Warren head to London in the 1980s to investigate a man named Bill Ramsey, who is presumably being possessed and haunted by a demon of a werewolf. This is why we don't allow phones in the Oh, I love it. (laughs) This is amazing, guys. All right. Well, I've got a million dollar story to tell you in a minute then. (laughs) Oh, God. But back I'm to so the... glad I did that. So glad. <laughs> Such a great payoff. <laughs> oh, God. Typical server. <laughs> the last thing we need in this situation is a fact checker. I check facts, guys. <laughs> Try to. Okay, so an occurrence of when you saw red... Okay, so I am a small but fiery person. I would go so far to say. Yeah. Accurate. Yeah. I have a little bit of a temper. Mm-hmm. Perhaps huh. perhaps high strung. Mm. I don't really know for sure. Mm. And there are two. I, my husband likes to say that I have blackout rages, so I'm sure that there are actually more than these occurrences that I can remember. But one, the big one that I remember was my uncle brought his new partner to visit me and the cowboy take me away one so yes <laughs> <laughs> yes yes and you have, to, you have to say what that means sarah i'm sorry God you have damn to it. okay so my uncle is wonderful and his partner as it turns out is fine whatever and they don't listen to podcasts <laughs> whatever it's fine yeah and when they had their is gay marriage allowed in Oklahoma? Like, is it legal? I, I think it's legal I, I everywhere. I think it's federally sanctioned now. Okay, yeah. so, but prior to that, this was like a number of years ago, they had a yeah. commitment cere- ceremony in their front yard in Oklahoma. Like, not nice Oklahoma. Like, white trash <laughs> Oklahoma. <laughs> Looking at you, drum right. And <laughs> we're there, and my boyfriend at the time who is now my husband this is kind of like the first time that he'd been around my family since we moved in together i feel like and i guess we didn't get the memo that it was like a jeans and t-shirt affair first of all but the fact that it was in their front yard in oklahoma really should have given us a heads up (laughs) should have so i show up in a nice dress and my husband who boyfriend at the time shows up in like a suit and he's in his little like cute software engineer glasses or what the fuck ever he was wearing and we're sitting there surrounded by people in jeans and t-shirts and my uncle is standing there in a like cowboy hat and black duster yes and he's not like the most cowboyish man in the world like he's definitely had cowboy days but he's not a cowboy by any stretch of the word and then from the the boom box in the front room window (laughs) (laughs) well they didn't have an extension cord they had to run it out the window and it's like a big ghetto blaster type boombox. You hear "Cowboy Take Me Away" by the Dixie Chips Chicks, which, if you don't know that song, please get online and find it because it's actually a really good song. It is. I it's love just it. been ruined for me yeah. forever. My uncle's partner walks down the aisle, also in a duster and cowboy hat, and he is not by any stretch of the definition a cowboy, and proceeds to walk down the aisle to my uncle and my boyfriend now husband is 
dying like absolutely <laughs> dying he's like what the fuck is this and i'm pinching him like trying to keep him from like <laughs> actually laughing out loud but he's like clutching his body you know, like, <laughs> to try and keep from laughing out loud and even for me i'm like what the shit is going on so but everybody else thought it was perfectly normal like at the time it's now like brought up at family get-togethers like what the fuck was that but <laughs> i think about how much of an asshole tyler was being at the time oh well they talk about tyler being an asshole occasionally oh, okay. it's fine it's whatever yeah. okay so but my blackout rage is one of the first times i met this partner he was visiting me he and my uncle were and my friend uh aaron who also listens to the podcast so she's amazing and turns out my uncle's boyfriend is like former his family's military super conservative and is actually kind of like a self-loathing gay man, which is really unfortunate. And he actually had, I don't know if it was like just his girlfriend or his wife, but they have three kids together. And he informed me that he shaved his son's head because he didn't want his son's curly hair making him look like the F word. Oh. Yes. And then proceeds to spew these like, really awful very like right-wing conservative bullshit views and i get really mad and i maybe threw a full glass of whiskey and coke like across the room at him you don't throw whiskey and coke at people and it (laughs) broke against the wall and then i told my my uncle that like he needed to leave like my uncle could stay but the partner needed to leave because like the it was like against gay people but then also against women and just like these really like And it was a tirade. And he was drunk as well. So I was like, what? Why are you with this person? I don't understand this This at all. This story has layers. Yeah, it's super conflicting. (laughs) Sorry, that was a really long story. It's because I I said cowboy take me away. Jennifer Jennifer forced your hand on this one, I I feel like. So maybe I won't tell the other one about me blackout raging. It's fine. Another time, perhaps. Perhaps. The taco story can wait. The taco. Oh, oh I know which one you're talking about. Oh, God. So, yeah, that's my story. Sorry. I feel like I don't have any blackout rages, but I do get heated really fast, but then I kind of burn out. I know? literally bought you a Funko Hulk to represent your personality. I just get heated really fast, but it's never like blackout, like, I'm going to throw shit at you. It's never, it, both times you've thrown things at people. The taco that you didn't talk about and the, um, the, whisk, the, the whiskey. The whiskey, yeah. yeah. I don't do that. I'm not that crazy. Hey, you just told part She's of my taco some... story. Sorry. <laughs> she threw a taco at Tyler. I did. I did. Because Chipotle fucked up my order. <laughs> and it's obviously his fault. Obviously. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, but the only thing I could think of recently was a story I've already told about Alex getting to my house really fucking late. And I was just, we needed to leave at a certain time. I was so freaking mad at him. And I was like, I, and I have to drive four and a half hours to get to my parents' house. It was the first time he was going to meet my parents and it was going to be in a bad way because, you know, he's, we're late. Because we were going to get there, like, at 10 o'clock, probably. Like, I don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. And he was supposed to get there at a certain time. I just don't like... I like timely people. I don't like people who are always late. And he is always late. But anyway, that's mine. Cut you it. guys are... 
you guys already know about it, so I'm not going to go full in, but I was really mad. Like, I didn't, I was, went on a full tirade while we were driving for at least, like, 30 minutes. I bet that was a joyous car Oh, yeah. Because there's literally nothing better than someone just bitching at you while they can't get away from you in your car. While your options are sit there and take it or roll at 60 miles an hour down the highway. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've chosen the other. Don't get me wrong. But oh, no, it took we a lot know. Of shit. We know. But it, at some point, I wasn't like yelling. I was just more like lecturing, which isn't better. No. It might piss you off more. Because but I didn't really care, to be honest. No, that's so, fair. anyway, Shelby, you? Oh, well. Um, I, there are a few instances because I'm a large man with a bunch of rage in me or whatever. But the one that I remember that, that I've been told was the funniest. Oh, God. That, that's all I'm going to oh, go with on no. that. Because he blacked out. Right. I I don't remember the actual event. I remember the the epilogue of the event more than anything else. <laughs> but th- this is one of the only, like, funny ones that didn't end in, like, bodily harm or me almost going to jail or whatever. So this one was just hilarious. I was standing at a... I was outside of a bar in Joplin. Some friends of mine were inside and we were getting ready to leave. I paid my tab, so I went out to smoke. Mm-hmm. Which you could smoke in the bar, but it was hot as shit in there, so I decided to go outside for So I'm standing in front of this bar smoking a cigarette, waiting for my friends to come out, and this guy comes up who I can only describe as a as a crackhead. He was on some sort of substance. He was pretty twitchy and asked me for directions to a place that was like, I don't know, four blocks away, whatever. So I'm like, oh, okay, well, let me give you directions to this place because I'm also, I've been drinking, so you and me, man, we're on the same plane, except for he's on fucking meth, and that's not accurate. <laughs> no. Meth and so, booze is, like, so different, you guys. We're from Missouri, so we know this. Right. My, mine was, like, Cuervo and fucking Corona. Like, mm-hmm. he was he was on straight-up crystal meth. That was a great, <laughs> not a great comparison, but I'm like, yeah. nah, man, we're, we're like brothers right now, man. We're, we, we get each other. So I'm explaining to this guy where to go, and I'm, like, gesturing very largely because I'm very drunk at the time. And you gesture and regardless. I do. It's a habit. But I turn to, like, point behind me to show him that he needs to go this way. And as I'm coming back around, I get hit in the face with something really hard. And I'm like, what the fuck was that? And as I'm holding my face and looking down, I realize this man has one shoe on. <laughs> oh. What I, kind of shoe was it? Uh, tennis shoe. I don't fucking know. It was it, was it was a shoe. But I look down and I see a sock foot and I see a shoe foot. And I go, this motherfucker just hit me in the face with a tennis shoe. I'm going to fucking kill this guy. Oh, my God. That was Why? My... So Why at... did he throw it at you? He, he didn't throw it at me. He hit it with me. He hit me with it and still had it in his hand, but he was reaching in my back pocket trying to get my wallet at the time. Uh... What the fuck? So he was trying to rob me, but fun yeah. fact, I've been mugged several times, and I keep my wallet in my front pocket now. No one listening to this podcast, please ever fucking <laughs> mug me, because now you know where I keep my shit. There you go. But it's it's just a thing where I can, like, I can sense it more up here than I can near my ass, because it sense. apparently has no feeling or whatever. I don't fucking know. Well, and so, you're, it's near your junk that way. It's right. It, the, the closer it is to my testicles, the more re- the more likely I am to be like, hey, get your hands off of that, <laughs> or get your hands slightly closer to that. Yes. One of the two. So this guy's apparently trying to rob me, but he is the worst mugger I've ever fucking met. So he hit me with a shoe and then grabbed my ass, basically, is what has happened up to this point. All right. So I'm coming back up from this what the fuck just happened thing, and apparently, this is the part where I don't remember anymore, whenever I realized I just got hit in the face with a shoe, I took his shoe away from him, and then I just started wailing on this guy with his own shoe. (laughs) (laughs) And from what I've heard, 
uh, I was beating this guy to death with his own shoe. He was like on the ground crawling away from me. My friends walk out of the bar, and this is the part where I <laughs> have heard things about me. Where he's trying to crawl away, and I end up just pegging him in the back of the head with a shoe. I mean, just flinging it at him. And then I hear, Shelby! And I snap too. And I turn around, and there my friends are. And I look forward again, <laughs> and there's a meth head I just almost beat to death with his own shoe. So I hear the story on the way home in the car, and there's like, yeah, you were just beating the fuck out of his own shoe. I was like, how long do you stand there? They're like, like three minutes. <laughs> Without saying Three a fucking minutes? oh, without saying a word, they're just like, "What is happening?" But I want to see how this plays out. <laughs> and at one point, they're just like, "Maybe this is too much." Maybe he's about to kill this guy. Yeah, too yeah. Much? Right. I I don't really know the circumstance. There, there's been a few times where I black outrage, so to speak, and it doesn't happen really at all anymore. But whenever I was young and full of piss and vinegar and whatever other spirit I decided to imbibe that evening. Yeah, it happened occasionally whenever people hit me with their fucking shoes. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, I've no, I've, I've thrown things at people. Don't get me wrong, but I've never thrown a shoe. Who the fuck throws a shoe? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I've always run into that fucking Austin Powers thing, too. I am, too. That's why I said it. Who throws a shoe? You fight like a woman, honestly. Like, <laughs> and it, it just always comes back to me in the course of that story, because I did. I fucking winged, the, I winged this shoe at the back of this guy's head as he was crawling <laughs> away from me, and then just went, let's fucking go home. Like... <laughs> Just willing to walk away from the situation and not explain myself in the least. <laughs> Fucking ridiculous. So anyway, old Bill Ramsey had some uh, similar issues. Mm-hmm. So we'll start from the start. So let's suppose that we're in the Essex seaside town of Southend, England on a warm sunny afternoon in 1952. You hate English towns. I really fucking do. <laughs> Now, let's suppose that we're nine-year-old William Ramsey. He's out in the garden of his family home, playing by himself, as he, he, he did that a lot. He was an imaginative kid. He, he would go out and just play by himself all the time. No one ever really paid any mind to that. So, he, he would spend hours out there. I mean, just constantly lost in his imagination. So, there was nothing weird about that, because he'd been out, at, he'd been out over the course of the day at the movies watching films about World War II because he was really into the pilots from World War II for whatever reason. I don't know okay. why they gave all these additional details. It doesn't really have a whole lot to do with anything. Huh. It's like he was like possessed by the spirit of a fighter pilot, right? Absolutely not. Okay. It's way weirder. Maybe his, do- <laughs> maybe his dog. We'll oh. see. Oh, gracious. So his mom's just watching him do this. Nothing really is out of the ordinary at all. But then something really strange happened. So after about an hour of being out in the grassy backyard, he felt this weird wave of cold wash over him which we've heard about a lot in paranormal situations or whatever. Mm-hmm. You, you feel the cold chill, whatever. But it was a warm afternoon outside. Most of the time, that that, thing is, that kind of thing seems to happen inside. I mean, from what I've read, for the most part. Yeah. So after the instant chill, he started shaking uncontrollably, and he started noticing a really unpleasant odor in the air around him. Like rotting meat? That's basically how he described it. So I'll let you read a quote from Bill Ramsey about the subject. This was way after the fact, being like 30 years down the line that he actually said this, but he still remembered it. So he said, have you ever walked into a meat locker right after you've been outside on a hot day? That's what it was like. I was playing, my body temperature was normal, and then, well, I'd say it felt as if my body temperature dropped a good 20 degrees. (laughs) Sweat froze on me, and my whole body started shaking. 
It was as if I'd opened this door and stepped inside to another dimension or something. And then there was this odor, very foul. A few weeks earlier, a sewer on our street had backed up. I'd never smelled anything as bad as the gases that escaped, and that's what the smell was like this day. I was afraid I was going to vomit. Ugh. But this was for a really short period of time, too. So it's not like it was a sewer backing up. It was, this came on really suddenly for him. I feel like this way about hippie essential oils. (laughs) Don't we all? (laughs) (laughs) Fucking patchouli. Fucking patchouli. So he stood there just confused and trying to figure out all these weird sensations that were around him at the moment. And then they just kind of went away. And then he felt something in him had changed. He was no longer interested in pursuing playing or imagination or whatever the case might be. He thought it was kind of childish, petty, whatever. But he was really tense and on edge. And his senses were all really tuned in to everything going on around him. So that that could be attributed to shock or whatever the case might be. But nothing had really mm-hmm. happened to, to provoke it to speak of. So he looked around him and everything seemed kind of just off to him. So images of wolves started to inexplicably dance through his head. What? Yeah. <laughs> like they do when you're having an episode. <laughs> right. And there was a, he had this sudden urge to run off down the road on all fours, uh, all fours toward the sea. How old was he? Uh, he was nine at the time. Literally, Eliza pretends to be a dog all the time. Yeah, but she's not uh, nine true. yet. It's fine. No, she's nine. Yeah, but if, if she got this serious, it'd be a little concerning she also pretends to be elsa so i don't really know what there are a number of things she can pretend to be it's fine (laughs) so at at some point in the course of all this while he's obviously kind of freaking out a little bit his mom came over and just yelled to her son trying to get him to snap out of whatever days he was in because obviously before he was playing like he was a world war ii fighter pilot and all of a sudden he's just standing there Mm -hmm. and has been for what i assume to be a pretty long period of time (laughs) if she suddenly decided to leave her fucking house and be like Hey, 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 Bill. <laughs> what's what's up, buddy? Kids are so fucking weird. No, I know, but still. So at that point, he was overcome with this just burning rage that was through his entire body like an electrical current, and this growl came out of his mouth. Sounds eerily familiar. <laughs> I mean, probably, I assume his is more impressive. I don't oh. know. I've, he- I've heard yours. <laughs> And then before he really knew what was going on, he tore a fence post completely out of the Holy ground. Shit. Hold up, along with its concrete mooring and wire fencing. Oh my what? God. Which just showed this fucking ridiculous amount of strength, far beyond what a kid of his age should have been capable yeah. of. Jesus. And then he started to swing it around like a baseball bat in an adrenaline-fueled rage. Did he kill his mom? No. That's she, good. She kind of just got over it at a certain point. We'll get to that. <laughs> So that was enough to like scare that that was enough to like scare his parents back into the house, obviously. They were mm-hmm. fucking back in the house just watching so their kids of, swing this fence post. Instead of like helping him figuring out what the shit is happening, they just go inside and just ignore it. He's winging fence post at him. I'm going inside too. I mean, I guess. He can wear himself out and we'll come talk to Bill about whatever's <laughs> going on in his world right now. Right. But for the time being, he's swinging a fence post covered in concrete at his parents. So yeah, let's go in the house for a minute. I guess. So they they kind of just waited for him to calm down and get any semblance of sanity out of this. And they sat there and watched him. And he started to tear apart the wire fencing with his bare hands and gnaw at it with his teeth. The fuck? So at that point, the dad, I'm assuming fearing whatever money they put into braces at the time, 
When there, I, it's English. I mean, it's England. They don't. They're not. Uh, Jennifer, that is a very that's, is that racist? Accurate. I think it's racist. I don't think it's racist. The English aren't a race, so it's fine. <laughs> that's true. They're a nationality, and we hate them anyway. <laughs> they colonized us, that's fucking valid. colonizers. Colonize them back. So, <laughs> okay. go Meghan Markle. I'm, I'm, exactly. Taking it from the inside. Operation 70, 76 is a go. <laughs> So anyway, at this point, after watching him, like, nod the fence, Bill's father decided to go and, like, try to subdue him. Mm -hmm. That was all he really knew how to do at the time. Turns out, way stronger than a nine-year-old. Like, this kid basically threw his dad off of him, and he couldn't, like, pry the fence post away from his son's grip. Holy shit. So, Bill was sitting there, like, snarling at his dad, and his dad just gave up, ran back into the house. Just fuck it, not dealing with this right now. So, several minutes into this super huge tantrum, Bill Ramsey started to kind of calm down, and he dropped the fence post, and he stood there panting like a dog with blood dribbling down his chin from where he had been biting at the wire. Fuck. And everything kind of, the, the rage kind of... Dissipated. Seeped, yeah, it dissipated. It seeped away from him, and so he Like just, it does when you black out rage. Right. Mm-hmm. So then he just kind of walked over to the house and asked to be let inside, and his parents were like, yeah, okay. Did he go through the doggy door? <laughs> I think they didn't have a dog. If they did, that thing would have been eaten by then, I assume. Oh, buddy. So they they were really cautious about letting him back in the house, obviously. So they sat there and ate dinner in near silence with them thinking about everything that's happened over the course of the day. And just kind of tried to forget it didn't happen. That was their approach to this whole thing. Yeah. They just sit down and eat dinner after he just does all that outside? Did they give him a rare steak? I would like to believe that that his meal that night was something you had killed. Perfect. That's legit insane. (laughs) It's, it's It's a little strange. But at that point, whenever they were counting this, Bill's mother said that she noticed that he had subtly changed somehow while they were sitting there eating dinner. Like, he just wasn't the same kid anymore. So in this moment, he flipped the switch and was fucking full-on werewolf, and then he was just not quite not a werewolf anymore. It's <laughs> the best way I can describe it. I, I love this phrase. Like, although she couldn't quite put her finger on what it was, he just fucking ripped a fence post over the goddamn ground and chewed on the fence with his fucking teeth. You can't figure out what the hell you think's wrong with this kid? Okay, English medicine. 1952 jesus christ so anyway so this uh, the family was fine for years i mean he he, up until the point where he got married and had three kids no more incidents nothing so it was just one freak out one afternoon one big freak out one afternoon when he was nine years old did he get stung by a bee I mean, that would make sense, I guess. I don't know. Body reacts to, like, different people react to different bee stings different ways. I mean, like, freaks out. Right. Maybe the fence post wasn't moored in quite as well. And <laughs> that, that one fence post was was moored in less concrete than the other yeah, nine around. Yeah, obviously. It's fine. So where it started to kind of get weird was after he got married. Oh, it's just now starting to get weird? It, it wasn't get, weird before. It got re-weird. Is that better? Oh, okay, cool. So it got where weird <laughs> Exhausting. <laughs> so shortly after he got married, he started to have really vivid nightmares where he would wake up panting or growling like an animal. The stress of marriage will do that to you. Absolutely. But his family obviously was getting concerned. <laughs> his uh, wife specifically is waking up to that shit. Right. So that kind of stopped in 1967. And I'm not sure when he got married, but it had to have been. It was 1952 when the initial thing happened. So that would be 20, 
five years later that things kind of stopped. So I don't know when they started up again in, before 1967, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But we can presume it was for several years, probably, that he woke up panting and growling at his wife or whatever. But it kind of it, it cut off after that for a little while. So he kind of thought his life was back to normal. Then in the 1980s, there were a bunch of things that kind of showed that he was still the same old Bill. Like and, Wolfie? Uh, <laughs> like Wolfie Bill, yeah. Oh, okay. I was like, which one is the same old Bill? Nope. Old, old Wolfie Bill Ramsey. That's who I'm referring to. Perfect. So in early 1983, Bill was out drinking with a group of friends, and he, he felt that same, like, icy cold, cold sweat thing come on that he felt whenever he was a kid. So he went to the restroom, and whenever he looked in the mirror, he said that he could see the face of a wolf staring back at him. The fuck? Not great. What was he drinking? <laughs> Not great. This was under that movie Wolf Cop that was so terrible. <laughs> I just think of American Werewolf in Paris anytime we talk uh, about this. Not, not incorrect, too, but uh, I, I don't know. This is from his standpoint. He said there was a wolf looking back at him. Mm-hmm. So not, not a great start to the evening, but he just has to be taken home. That was He just wants to go home. He's done with this shit. And as he was riding with, in the car with his friends, he got that rage back up again. He found his rage, his nine-year-old rage. He'd been missing <laughs> for so long. There's a small, angry nine-year-old inside of all of us. Right. That just wants to tear out a fence post. So so he started growling and snarling like he does. They will kick you out of a bar for that. He's in the car at this point. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Is he driving? No, no, no. He's, Good. He's way too drunk to be driving, obviously. <laughs> and then he turned to the friend next to him and tried to bite his leg. Jesus. So the driver in the car, somehow or another, was able to pull the car over, and then they all struggled like restrain Bill and get him probably just out of the car. They say under control, but I feel like that's just out of the car, and you can fucking walk your (laughs) your fucking dog ass home. Shelby, have you ever had a night where you were this drunk? Absolutely not. I just get, I I just fall asleep when I get drunk. Huh. That's the reasonable thing to do. Well, I hope I fall asleep. Fuck, I might be up marauding. I really have no idea, (laughs) but that's probably why the cops showed up that one time, but... So, anyway, it was the same thing, though. Like, there are several friends trying to get him under control, and he's just throwing out the, the werewolf strength. Like, they're all having trouble getting this one guy, who's obviously a little incapacitated anyway, under control. So it made for kind of a weird evening out. Like, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> a little bit. I could see that. So, uh, with, But with memorable. Ta- quite memorable. So, <laughs> so, with the whole... Seeing red thing, he remembered nothing of this. He didn't remember any of this, any of what happened that night. I feel you, Bill. Right. So around Christmas of 1983, he started getting really sharp chest pains, which he thought was maybe a heart attack or something like that, and he started getting cold sweats again. And so he was taken to a hospital emergency room. So whenever he was prepared for examination, he started to feel that cold chill thing again which apparently is never a great sign for old bill ramsey <laughs> no and whenever a nurse been over to examine him he he bit her boob if only God damn. He, he he let out a roar and lashed out at her with teeth bared biting into her arm the fuck and then he got up and started throwing around furniture and then scurried into a corner of the room to growl roar and pace like an animal this sounds eerily similar to the new season of jessica jones interesting <laughs> Only it's a woman oh. and not a werewolf. All right. <laughs> so police showed up, and then with the hospital staff, they were able to restrain him, but again, ridiculously strong. 
mm-hmm. and they ended up sedating him. That was the only way they could really like get him down. And witnesses would later say that Bill had seemed completely, utterly animalistic at the time, with his hands curved into claws. So, something like that, I assume. From what I've seen in the pictures. His teeth bared, and just lashing out at everyone around him, and snarling and growling unintelligibly. So, it, it, the one of the policemen also said that his eyes had looked feral and wolf-like. Mm-hmm. I don't know how close this guy's been to a wolf, but I'll trust his opinion, I guess. <laughs> Maybe, like, they're... <sighs> Maybe they're super dilated and bright yellow. Possibly. So they took him to Runwell Mental Hospital, and whenever the, all the sedatives wore off, he claimed that he had no recollection of what had happened, hmm. and he didn't know why he was in the mental hospital. So they wanted him to stay there and have further evaluation done, but he'd voluntarily checked himself in so he could just kind of leave. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Which is strange to me that you arrive in police custody and voluntarily check yourself in a mental hospital, but... It's England. <laughs> I mean, that's, I, I don't know what else, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. if you showed up now and you'd attacked a nurse, right, they would keep you. Yeah, you're in for a bit. Yeah, at like point. at least a 48-hour hold. You would think. Right. Well, and this doctor basically told him, it's like, well, you can do whatever you want, but you're really likely to have another episode in the future unless you figure out what the fuck is wrong with you. And he just <laughs> went, oh, well, and left. The oh, fuck? Not a great okay. choice. So, January of 1984, so this was Christmas of 1983 is when he attacked the nurse. So, January of 1984, which is real fucking close together. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, he went to visit his mother, and whenever he was driving home, he felt that same feeling. While again. he was driving? While he was driving, yeah. Uh-oh. Yep, wolf racing. So... Was it just road rage? <laughs> yeah. It wasn't just I've never rage. gotten, like, cold chills from road rage. But... <laughs> Jennifer hasn't either, because she drives like an old lady. That's oh, Right. So he he ended up rushing as fast as he could to the hospital just to yeah. figure out what was going on again. And by the time he had gotten there, he was already full ass wolf, <laughs> like behind the wheel of this car, already a werewolf, whatever. <laughs> so so this nurse tells him to wait a minute for a doctor. And Did you tell him to sit, stay, <laughs> good boy. That would have worked out a lot better. I feel like okay. So whenever she said, hey, you got to wait for a doctor, he just kind of threw her to the floor <laughs> and then pounced on an orderly and choked him trying to bite him. What the fuck? So police arrived pretty quickly after. Four officers tried to, well, they circled him and then tried to sedate him again. And he ended up jumping on one of the officers like he was prey. And ended up injuring the officer so badly Jeez. that he would end up at the hospital for four days afterwards. And then the police said that all four of them and all their strength was what it took to get him into handcuffs. Oh, my Shit. God. Yeah. And, again, way stronger than they might expect. Who knew? Were, were bath salts a thing back then? <laughs> in, in 1984? I don't feel like that was the case. Uh, no. LSD? Well, yeah, obviously. But I've never seen anybody violent on LSD. I've seen people really confused on LSD. Oh. But not bitey. <laughs> so they interrogated him and he was trying to tell this this story to people who are obviously extremely skeptical because he has took down a fucking officer not a great situation to be in but it they ended up trying to get him checked into a mental hospital again and he refused and was released. What? Right. At this rate, he's, he's had two instances and where he's physically aware. attacked people. Yeah. And put a cop in the hospital for four days. Exactly. So That's like the, assault on a cop. Right. How are you not under in arrest jail. at this point? Let alone, like, they say you should go to a mental hospital and you just go, nah, Meh. I'm good. 
goddamn fucking bullshit so things quieted down a lot at that point those two instances right back to back were about the end of it for a little while so july 22nd 1987 that's a good chunk of time yeah Yeah. three and a half years yeah uh he went by a bar called the white horse inn so he's an alcoholic I mean, he spends three and a half years between bar trips, so he's probably I'm fine. Just saying, <laughs> I'm just saying he gets booze in his system, and he's like, a little stress, a little booze, I'm going to bite something. I'm going to bite someone. <laughs> no, I see your point, but I'm just, I don't think it's necessarily related, I oh, guess. I don't okay. Know. Sorry. Unless Continue. he was drinking on the way to his mom's house. I really don't know. That's you know true. what? Some people's mothers cause me to drink. <laughs> That's fair. Cause you to drink? Not my own mother. Other people's mothers, right. specifically. Right. Your mother would encourage you to drink. I My mother would think. be like, I'd like a rum and coke, but very little coke because I'm a diabetic. Right. <laughs> so he met, Love some, you, Mom. he met some friends at the White Horse Inn, and they were having a pretty good time up to this point. And then he was worried that he was too drunk to drive, so he didn't want to get pulled over. He ended up doing that anyway. Because fuck it. Just hop in the car. Let's go on home. The fuck? Yeah, yeah, that's the most what the fuck thing happened in the course of this. <laughs> you guys know how str- Never mind, continue. So he took, like, the quiet route home. He took the scenic route because he thought he would avoid other people and the cops. Like down Atlantic? <laughs> Mostly down Atlantic, I assume, <laughs> yeah. So at some point in the course of his long drive home, he came across a lone prostitute walking the street. Oh, fuck. And he had the bizarre plan in his head to make a citizen's arrest. What? Of that- a... Because that's Do a real fucking now? thing. Yeah, he, he was going to arrest this prostitute for being a prostitute. He's going to arrest his... a prostitute for go for, for walking along the street. And he doesn't even have to go to jail for attacking a cop and biting an orderly. So and I, possibly goosing a nurse. But what I read about this is he basically pulled over and solicited her. Oh, nice. And then was mm, like, typical. by the way, I ain't going to fuck you, but you're going to jail. Like an asshole. Yeah. Basically, he just didn't want to pay. Probably. I don't know what Wolfman's situation is. I'm really not sure. He still has a wife and kids at home or whatever. But anyway, so he invited the prostitute in who obliged because she thought that she was dealing with a customer. But she got this really strange and ominous feeling from him while they were driving. Go figure. As if he meant to do her harm. Oh, jeez. Because so he did. she has to be let out. And that's whenever he told her she was under arrest, so to speak. And then mm-hmm. started growling at her. Oh. <laughs> at which point uh. I'd be like, wow, I'm in the wrong sex profession. <laughs> Werewolf cop. So whenever the car slowed down enough, she allegedly made a panicked run for the nearest police station, which is where he was taking her anyway, I assume, she was under sure. arrest. Not it, to, like, a field or a graveyard to murder her. Right, but they were really close to the police station, so she just hauled That's ass good. to there. Yeah. So huh. he got out of the car to follow her, thinking maybe she's not going to go to the police station, and then my citizen's arrest has no bearing, I guess. <laughs> So, apparently, as as he was approaching the station, a police officer came out, and whenever the police officer got closer, he got all ragey again, ended up choking out this police officer. Jesus, Jesus. And the officer was allegedly, like, way bigger than Bill Ramsey was. So, the fact that he was able to take him down like that was just impressive in and of itself. So, more police officers come out, because obviously they're in front of a police station, and they ended up having to sedate him twice, like two different rounds of sedatives to get him to Shit. fucking cut it out. <laughs> cut and, it out. And again, at, at one point, he actually roared like an animal and spat out, the devil is in me, I'm going to kill you. Oh. The fuck? So six police officers and several injections of a tranquilizer got him down. And he he didn't remember any of this again. Didn't remember any part of it. Does he finally go to jail? 
<laughs> of course not, Jennifer. Does he go oh to the my zoo? God. Bill Ramsey is above the law. <laughs> uh, <laughs> can that be our title? <laughs> Bill Ramsey is above the law. Probably Chesty so. motherfuckers part three. Yes. Bill Ramsey is above the law. I actually like that. So lo- the the girl only known as Lauren, who was the prostitute that he had tried to citizen arrest or whatever. Mm-hmm. She claimed that she didn't think he had any intention of arresting her. He he picked her up to Fuck attack her. her. Oh. I, th- th- to attack her. There's never been a red rocket situation with the werewolf that I'm aware of. Like he never really got rapey about anything. He just started biting folks. Maybe huh. he picked her up as Bill Ramsey and then was going to mutilate her as a werewolf. As wolf cop. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I like that I've had to fall over like three times because I'm laughing way too long right. to be laughing into a microphone. <laughs> so after this, Bill finally checked himself into a mental hospital. This is when he finally Good decided, job, dude. I guess I've done this three too many times. Time to fucking go see the police or see Do the doctors. That they were like, hey, you can either go to jail or you can figure out what the fuck is wrong with you in a mental institution. I think he literally went of his own accord. The fuck? Cops? Yeah. These cops are shitty as fuck. It says that he was fearing for his own safety. Where is safe- Scotland Yard when I am looking for them? They probably have better stuff going on than a fucking werewolf, I would assume. Whatever. That's not true. The werewolf's pretty impressive. But- yeah. So he was fearing for his own safety and the safety of those around him is what what he claimed. So they did a bunch of tests on him, x-rays, MRIs, different psychiatric tests, and no cause for these outbursts could be found. There was really nothing wrong with him that they could tell anyway. So they kept him for observation for 10 days, and he was just Bill. No no wolf cop, just Bill. Did they give him booze? <laughs> that seemed like it would be a good choice while you're running these psychiatric tests. It seemed like this is a pretty <laughs> common theme with him. I'm just saying. No, I get it. Give him booze, let a lady walk out in front of him, put him in a car, right. see if a wolf comes out. <laughs> so after trying to take down an entire Go pol- visit his mother. Yeah. Right. You know. Stressors. That bitch. <laughs> yeah. I see your point. But a- after that whole thing, like, he was, it-, it was international that he had attacked an entire police station. <laughs> For whatever reason, that made the news. And then the Warren showed up. Almost. Uh, Almost. I need my polyester white knight. <laughs> so, in-, in the course of all this, he actually had several more violent animalistic episodes. And on several occasions, he actually went to the police and just pled to be locked up to prevent him from harming anyone. Holy shit. Hmm. Yeah, did they? They didn't. What the um, fuck? What? So. These cops are so shit. Yeah, this is really just a, a big deal about the South End Police <laughs> oh Department. Oh, my God. <laughs> so that's whenever Ed and Lorraine Warren got involved. Because they were actually on a trip to London, and they contacted local law enforcement and were able to get in touch with the Ramses to arrange to meet with them. Was this while they were there for the Enfield Poltergeist? What year was it? Do you remember? Uh, This was in 87, shortly so after no. 87. But it is after the Demonologist book came out. <laughs> right. Just so we know, because that was 1980. Well, that's something anyway. There you go. So they were a little suspicious the whole thing had been a hoax because obviously they can smell one of those from a mile away. You can't get anything past old <laughs> Ed Warren. Right. So they, at that point, after talking with the family and everything, they decided that the events that had transpired were very real, but no one had any idea what had caused them. So after talking with Ramsey himself and his wife, Nina, they decided that he was, in fact, possessed by a... There we go. Because it's always a fucking demon. But it gets crazy. Always. It's a demon animal spirit. Wait, oh. what? That's like a thing? Demon animal spirit, yes. So <laughs> Okay. So at that point, they were trying to convince Bill and his wife to come to their church in Connecticut. Church. They have a 
church. They're a cult museum that costs $169 to tour. I Wait, they, were, they have their own church? I, I think they ran a pro bono at this one just to get the werewolf in the house. Oh, but. gotcha. Huh. They will lock you up, Bill Ramsey. They will put you in a glass cage and charge people to pose with you. Right. So they wanted to perform an exorcism uh, with Bishop Robert McKenna, who had done a lot of exorcisms prior to 1989, yeah. which is when this was taking place. So they made the trip to the States, hoping that maybe an answer or a cure could be found at that point. So in the days before the exorcism, the only real incident was where Bill attempted to choke his wife in her sleep. No, which, <laughs> that's the only incident. Which he didn't remember, of course. Of course he didn't. Because, you know, domestic abuse is just more fun in America for some reason. Yeah. Yep. And then, so whenever the, the actual exorcism took place... Bishop McKenna, the Warrens, Bill Ramsey, his wife, uh, paranormal investigator John Zaffis, staff from the tabloid magazine The People, who had funded the trip to get over there. Of course yeah. they did. And several off-duty policemen to serve as bodyguards if shit went down huh. uh, were in the room for this exorcism. So, at And the start, I'm sure all of these people belong to the Warrens Church. Guaranteed. <laughs> so at the start, Bill, like yourself and myself, was reportedly skeptical and unimpressed. <laughs> but as as the bishop rambled on in Latin, he felt nothing whatsoever. He thought that he thought the whole trip had been a waste of time, and later claimed that he felt it was all mumbo jumbo at the time. Mm-hmm. But as McKenna began to press his stole against Bill's head and demand that the demon identify himself, things would take a sudden turn for the weird. So oh. the LSD was in the soul stole. All Stole, along. Yes. All along. <laughs> so at that point, he started to snarl again, as he is wont to do. Oh, okay. And he started contorting his face and his, his claws and everything. There's actually a really crazy-looking picture of it, because they uh-huh. videotaped this whole thing, apparently. We'll post it on Facebook we if we can find should. it. We absolutely should. His teeth were bared, his eyes were crazy, and his hand curled up into talons, and he started to just thrash around. Oh, God. The f- Okay. That's just what he cool. does. That's what you do when you're bored in the middle of an exorcism, apparently. <laughs> so, Lorraine Warren, who we all believe to be absolute fact, claimed that his physical characteristics even changed, with his ears appearing more pointed, his face more feral, and his hands more claw-like. Well, let's be real here. In her ability to see things at the psychic level, maybe that really happened. Who fucking knows? <laughs> Bullshit, if you ask me. So, anyway, at that point, Bishop McKenna also said that his appearance had changed and that he then lunged towards the bishop and tried to maul him. So his appearance changed in the fact that he moved forward? (laughs) Sure. Sure. I'm going to guess we're going with pointy ears and crazy wolf eyes or whatever. Yeah, that's cool. I'm down. So he jumps on this bishop and tries to maul him. And so the bishop stumbles away from him and ended up producing a crucifix, which he held while he was commanding in Latin the demon leave away at once. And that only pissed him off more. As it would. I mean. Right. Yeah. You're you're basically being evicted at that point. I'm never thrilled about that. Yeah. I would be pissed. So. He's made quite the home there for the past. 40 years. Yeah. At this point. (laughs) Yeah. I'm sorry, over 30 anyway, like 38 years. So Bill at that point lunged and swiped at the bishop, and then the bishop basically said, hey, cops that are here to be bodyguards, chill out, I got this. I got this. Like a fucking idiot. (laughs) So Ramsey kind of tried to like close in for the kill and was about to seriously hurt the bishop, and then something odd happened. He let out one last roar and then just fell still. 
Oh. Wait, what? Like you do in the movies. Like he was getting ready to just murder the shit out of this bishop. <laughs> and then just like, rawr, and then fell. Here's the thing. In The Conjuring 3, Blood Moon, when this movie comes out, uh-huh. <laughs> the bishop is going to be played by Ed Warren. Ten to one says that there's not a bishop. It is just Ed doing the exorcism. Possibly. Oh, guaranteed. Yeah, Ed, Ed's, Ed's the most important bishop in the world, really. For yeah. sure. Ordained mm-hmm. as fuck, man. He's precious as fuck. Continue, Shelby. Sorry. So anyway, big roar down on his face. Rah! And he claimed later... <laughs> The poison that had been in my body drained for me completely. I was left without any strength at all, and when I turned to look at Nina, that small movement caused me to black out. I gripped the chair as tightly as I could and let the demon continue to be pushed away by Bishop McKenna's Latin words. Hmm. Okay. So. Latin is a powerful thing. Apparently so. Now, they do say that this was allegedly caught on film. They haven't seen the film, but they claim that it was caught on film. I always, yeah. I mean, here's the thing: is that the Warrens have done tens of thousands of investigations. They have all this fucking proof, but where is it? Yeah, yeah, that kind of bothers me too. There's some stills from it where uh-huh. he's all wolfed out or whatever that I'm like, okay, maybe, but but you could create that. I mean, you could have him pose for it. Oh, it's really I could easy make myself yeah. look really wolfy. Right. We'll take a picture of it for the uh, for the Facebook, I suppose. Yes. <laughs> so. Everybody that was involved and Bill Ramsey himself are adamant that all this really happened and he went on to claim that he never had any other incidents. Nothing. Never happened again. No more wolf shit. Did he stop drinking? (laughs) Doesn't really bring that part up. (laughs) I'm a little curious about that myself, actually. And then Ed and Lorraine wrote a book about it. Of course they did. uh, Mm -hmm. Entitled Werewolf, A True Story of Demonic Possession. Yeah. Yeah. Which will soon turn into Conjuring 3. Blood Moon. <laughs> Blood Moon. <laughs> so, again, it, it, no one really knows what was wrong with this guy. I mean, obviously this is a persistent condition that happened for the first time when he was really young and then yeah. lapsed for like 30 years and then came back for a season and then lapsed for three more years then came back and then Ed and Lorraine showed up. Hmm. So... There's a definite possibility that this could happen again in 15 to 30 years, and then they're huh. wrong. But What about his kids? Do any of them show wolf-like symptoms? They they never mention anything about it, so I'm going to go yeah. with probably not. Probably if, you, not. if you raised a bunch of wolf babies, that'd definitely be in the story, <laughs> I would think. I would think so, too. Yeah. So, it's, it's called a litter, and wolf babies are kits, Shelby. My bad. Cubs? Puppies? Kits might be fox. I don't really know. They're puppies. So, according to the, according to the Warrens, demon shit. Fucking animal demon ghost thing. But if you ask anybody with a psychology degree, there's actually a a, a disease or a, a disorder called clinical lycanthropy, mm-hmm. uh, where yeah. the victim believes they are shape-shifting into an animal that can range from a wolf, a bear, or pretty much anything else. Even, like, frogs and rabbits and bees have been, have been reported. What? That's a real really? fucking thing, yeah. Huh. So... Okay. So I'm willing to believe the psychologists that were trained in the matter, but could, maybe it was an animal demon. Who knows? <laughs> it's and, a, you know what? We're open to any possibilities here. Well, and there there are several other like psychotic disorders or mental issues that could have been possibly something to do with it, whatever the case might be. But the the biggest thing that they're still unsure of were the the big bursts of strength. Yeah, that isn't necessarily connected to like lycanthropy or any other mental disorder that they've seen like that yeah so 
But at the same time, I mean, like, the adrenaline rush of that, like, people looking back on that, you know, his parents being like, he was stronger than a normal nine-year-old boy. Like, that's all hearsay. That's all. It was like trying to wrestle a fence post out of an 11-year-old's hands. (laughs) And really, have you ever tried to wipe the face of a child that doesn't (laughs) want their face wiped? Strong as fuck. Right. Now put a, I could see that. Now put a fucking fence post in their hand and get yeah. them real angry. Yeah. So th- there have been no other Bill Ramsey episodes, at least. And, well, up until 92, where he kind of just dropped off the map. We we don't know anything about him anymore. 1992 is kind of where Bill Ramsey ends. I don't even know if he's still alive. How? What, wait, what year was he born? Do you know? Uh, I don't know when he... Well, the, he was nine in 1952. So... <laughs> I'm not mathing that. Let's be real. You're getting your calculator out. That'd be 1943. (laughs) (laughs) So he was born in 43. How old would he be now? Oh, now? My God. (laughs) No, sorry. He would have been 49 and 92. That's what I'm saying. Oh, okay. Gotcha. He'd been 49 when he kind of fell off the map. Okay. Hmm. He'd still be alive unless he was really unhealthy. Which, I mean, he has a tendency to drink and. Be violent and get a bunch of other like people's just, blood in his mouth. Yeah, <laughs> you're just being judgmental towards people who drink, which you do too. I okay. There's two yes, okay, okay. But when I drink, I do not tear shit out of the ground. <laughs> That's valid. Or attack people. You've been drinking with me long enough. Yeah, you have heightened my tolerance quite a bit. I feel like in the years that we've been friends. I mean, I outdrank my husband at Mother's the other day. You said the years we've been friends. We've only been drinking buddies for, like, less than a year. But anyway, so that's the story of Bill Ramsey. We don't really know whatever happened to him, but we haven't heard a whole lot of, you know, sheep going missing recently. Mm-hmm. So, presumably, he's still just either living his life out or he died of some kind of weird blood disease that he caught from biting prostitutes in the street or something. <laughs> so, Bill Ramsey, if you're listening to this, Lorraine Warren, if you're listening to this and you know what's up with Bill Ramsey right now, Hit us up. I'd like to believe they're still pen pals or something. They probably are. Maybe. For sure. Also, Warner Brothers, if you need somebody to help you write slash work on The Conjuring 3, Blood Moon, or you just want to use that title, let us know (laughs) because we are happy to loan it to you. 20 bucks. 20? Sponsor this podcast. We want to go to New Orleans. Well, that's fine, too. It's not a very good title. Uh, The Conjuring 3, Blood Moon. Amazing (laughs) title. (laughs) Well, there was never any mention of it being like a full moon thing either. It was just when he drank or had to visit his mom. She'll be it's a werewolf. There's always a mention of a full moon. And Lord knows in this movie, it'll always happen during a full moon. Guaranteed. For sure. That's how werewolves work, man. All right. Perfect. Well, guys, if you have any questions, comments, or concerns about anything that you heard in this episode or any of our previous two Warren-related episodes, let us know. Hit us up on Facebook, Instagram, or queencitycreeps at gmail.com, and we will get back to you. I hope you enjoyed the episode, and have a good night. Bye.